Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney has just purchased controlling interest, or the rest of the shares, I should say, in Disneyland Paris. Walt Disney World expands the restaurants that are available for their new mobile order service, and Universal Studios Japan has broken ground on the new Super Nintendo World. Now, if they'd only tell us when it's coming here. Plus, a little later on in the show, we're going to discuss our favorite things to do at Walt Disney World when it's raining. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 943 for the week of June 13th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Bonjour. Teresa Eccles. <laughs> hey. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin, also known as the Rhinocologist. <laughs> yes, yes, hello. Oh, my. <laughs> When did you add that? Well, Craig, Craig's been calling him that for weeks. Um, yeah, Craig, Craig is not here uh, because he is on vacation, a well-deserved one. And Steve Porter is not with us this week because I fired him. No, I'm kidding. Um, he's, uh, he's on his honeymoon. He's on his honeymoon. He's on the Harmony of the Seas. I was about to ask if you knew where they went. Yeah, the uh, Harmony. I, yeah, that was well, my wedding gift. Yeah, I, was oh, I, I didn't know. I know exactly where they went. That was my wedding gift. Um, but uh, so, yeah, we're... Just a happy, intimate little group uh, this week. So glad you could join us. Hope your week is going well. Um, in housekeeping, the first thing I just want to mention is uh, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the Pulse shooting in downtown Orlando. 49 people were murdered uh, by a lunatic in the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. Um, and a lot of things, obviously a lot of memorials happening um, all around, uh, all around town. Um, I know Rhino, you went to, you went to a few. I, I, I went to the memorial that was at Lake Yola last night. And then I went to the, uh, Pulse, uh, memorial that was at, that it was at Pulse as well. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it, it's weird. You know, I, you, you ask yourself, it's a year later, how do you feel differently? You know, and I, I, to be honest with you, I don't feel very different. I still feel terrible and you know, it's a terrible thing. And, I'm really happy. We got a lot of very nice, positive feedback um, during the 10th anniversary, during our 20th anniversary from people that did really respect and appreciate the show that we did on the process, and it was nice to meet those people. And uh, But it's something that still hurts, you know, and I don't know. I'm si- I was sitting there, and I'm just thinking, like, I don't. it's been a year, and it's unfortunate that I still feel this way, but I'm no, just... No, it's, it's not right now, really. You, I mean, it takes a really long time to overcome something like that. Um, even if it's just one person that died, but 49 people that died, yeah. um, they will never be forgotten. They'll all be, always be remembered. So I think it's good that you feel that way. And, and remember that, you know, coming out of something like that is not about um, getting over a loss. It's yeah. about learning to live with it. You learn to live with the loss. It does, you know, the, the reality of it doesn't go away. But one of the things I can say, though, um, 
that I, I've, I've, in the 20 years I've lived here, I've never seen anything galvanize this community the way that did. Yeah. Um, this community has come together in a way that... And not just, when you say that, it's not just the gay community. No, it's everything. It's everybody. I tweeted out an article yesterday about from by, on CNN about how this has changed Orlando and about how it's changed Orlando for the better. And... Um, I was shocked to find out that I didn't know this. I think after it happened, I stopped listening or stopped, I tuned out. Right. Everybody deals with it differently. That the, um, I don't want to get, uh, I, this is not about politics. The Republican representatives in this area fought to guarantee equal rights for um, sexual orientation and gender whatever your gender. And I didn't know that. Yeah. So I tweeted out a thing yesterday that said, I'm really proud of the city I live in. Mm-hmm. So. I, and, and I feel the same way. Like I said, it's galvanized the community. Like I said, not just the gay community, but the entire community here in Orlando. Uh, and, you know, it's an awful tragedy, uh, to, to be sure. But some some good, well, some yeah. good has come from it. It's it's nice to see all those people. That's, you know, being at Lake Eola again, and you just see the hordes of people that are there. You Nobody's know I mean? forgotten. Exactly. And it, and, it, and it is like what you say, you know, gay, straight. It doesn't matter when you're there. You just see love. You know, the Orlando that's... strong hashtag is everywhere. Yeah. 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 Even the flags at Disney were half-staffed. Yeah, Disney was half-staffed yesterday. Remember that. Has the nightclub opened back up yet? Um, well, what they did last night is you could go, they were opening so you could go behind the gate, so you could get up against the building for the first time, but they... They're not was, opening the club again. Uh, yeah. I, I was, was four talk, people behind. There was talk the about it. Uh, he, the owner was going to do it, but I didn't know. No, they're, what, they're, they're, uh, I believe the city has agreed to buy the, buy the property and turn it into a memorial. Well, I think... Is what I, I heard. The owner had pulled out of that, and so I don't know if they're doing it as a personal project now, but there are signs at Pulse now that do say the Pulse Foundation, and it says a mission statement, and it is one of those things that's turned into a museum. Right. Except, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, so, well, yeah whether this, I know the city had offered to buy it. Yeah. I was um, watching video of the Pride Parade in Los Angeles, and the number of Pulse signs yeah. was incredible. So... I just wanted to make sure that, uh, as we opened the show this week, that we took took a moment, remembered that uh, that event, and uh, you know, kind of where we where we are a year later. Mm-hmm. So, um, still, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone, the families of everyone who was was there that night, everyone who was affected by it. Um, we ask that you do the same. Keep them in your thoughts and, and your prayers. But moving on with some other things, our slate of shows coming up this week. Every Monday, DizUnplugged.com, the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast with John Magi, Kevin Close, and Tracy Heinrichs. What's coming up this week, John? Uh, This past Monday, we did the Dreams Unlimited Travel question and answer show. So people had some general questions that weren't Disney-specific, but more about doing business with Dreams Unlimited Travel. We tried to answer those questions. And coming up is going to be the first of a two-part series that we did while we were at Alani on our vacation. And we have interviews with the Disney ambassador from Alani and an interview, Kevin did an interview with the dining manager at Alani. So um, these are fun to do. We did them remote, so they're a little bit rough, but we we thought they were cute. And there's a... um, a little bit of a segment in there that I think everyone is going to enjoy. Oh. The Disney Ambassador teaches Tracy Hawaiian. Yes, I've heard. I've heard about this. Do you remember the episode where Phoebe t- tried to teach Joey how to speak French? It's kind of like I know I got. It's kind of like that. I cannot watch it without laughing. Right. It's exactly what it's like. So 
please tune in and watch that. Awesome. Also, every Monday, DizUnplugged.com, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. And uh, this week, because uh, they were all out here for the 20th anniversary, uh, they, they are doing the top 25 things they love about Walt Disney World. They oh. found, I am very, very touched that Disneyland fans found 25 things they love about, about Disney World, because usually the shows are the other way around. So there's that. Uh, Rhino, do we know what, uh, which best and worst is going up this Wednesday? Um, gosh, you know, I cannot retain information anymore. I literally looked at it right before we got started. I could probably tell you in a minute or two, but I'm sorry. Well, I'll, 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 I'll play for time. Um, every Wednesday... DizUnplugged.com. Slower, sorry. <laughs> you can watch the best and worst. People are adjusting their listening devices. <laughs> of Walt Disney World. That is usually with me and with Steve Porter and sometimes Craig and sometimes Rhino, depending on who's working the switch and whether or not I want them to talk. And this Wednesday... This Wednesday, you're talking about the top three best and worst Epcot quick service dining. Right. That's another one of the surveys we did yes. um, yeah. on Facebook and uh, got some very interesting, very interesting results in that. So the top three, the best and worst quick service restaurants at Epcot coming up this Wednesday disunplug.com now uh, hopefully a little more prepared since you were on the show for the uh, every Thursday the universal edition of the Dis Unplugged with Rhino Clavin and Craig Williams and what is this Thursday's show about well this week to celebrate the uh, release of the mummy movie in the movie theaters we were talking about the uh, we're doing one of the um, Universal Hall of Fame about the mummy attraction at Universal Studios Florida so we got a pretty good uh, it was a fun episode. It was a good one. Good time. That mummy movie's getting some good reviews. I oh. am. I oh, haven't please. gotten to go yet. I'm going tomorrow, and then I'm going to review it for the show too. There's a yeah, it's getting this, savaged. They're saying Tom Cruise is worse, yet it was his best international opening ever. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I was kind of looking forward to it, but Me then reading too. these yeah. reviews, yeah, going, oh. yeah, you're like, do I think I they're calling it Mummy Dearest. <laughs> <laughs> when, is that an original? When'd you come up with that? While you were talking, <laughs> I know he's on his Usually, you hold on. I don't think I believe him. I don't think you believe me. You think I had that one in my holster? <laughs> I think you got that from somebody else. Oh my god, that doesn't even sound like you. There's nothing funnier than tearing apart a joke after it was done. Siri wrote, Siri wrote that. Didn't you call say, that a joke? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure that Siri said that. <laughs> All right. Also, every Friday, disunplug.com, dispop with Rhino Clavin, and uh, you've been very busy. Yeah. With this pop. So tell us what's coming up. Um, I did. I was able to uh, attend. Uh, so I did the Wonder Woman review uh, that people kept asking me about. So the One Woman review. The Wonder Woman. Woman. Oh, my One, one Woman, woman show. Story. <laughs> one Woman show. Um, I think that's what he should call him from now on. Well, that's my One Woman review. That's um, what it was because it was just me. So it was just a One Woman review of Wonder Woman. Um, but that's an audio only episode. And then I also got a chance to see an advanced screening of Cars 3. So I did an episode of that. So that is already out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash is unplugged and the audio version because I wanted to make sure it got out before the movie got out so uh, you can check that out and um, I will probably do the mummy review before this weekend as well so you know whether you should be what you should be going to see this weekend so a lot of movie stuff but it, it is the season so yep absolutely all right uh, anything else for housekeeping me 
Um, I just want to thank everybody for their patience and getting out the items that they wanted at the auction a few weeks ago. Um, we're in the process of shipping. Our first round of shipping has gone out, so just be patient. And uh, if you have emailed me, you should have heard back from me already. If you have not heard back from me, send me one more email, just in case it got lost somewhere or, you know, in translation. But I've emailed everybody back that has contacted me, so it's in the process. It's in the works. We are a shipping department, not Amazon. Hashtag not Hashtag Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> I love it. It's all, all right. That was Teresa's joke. Yeah. <laughs> Tear it apart, John. Go ahead. Oh, my God. We're we don't have in. to. The audience is taking care of that for us right now. Um, all right. Thank you, Teresa. Anything else in housekeeping? Oh, Twisty Treat's almost open. Landscaping went in. What? what? Twisty Treat. At, Down by the... At Port Canaveral. The big oh, ice cream cone. Yes, great. Yeah. It'll attract more people in. to the Welcome Center. I know, right? they got a big parking lot. I can't, I'm all excited. <laughs> I'll go down and do remote. I'll come film with you when you're there Dude, for, you know, yeah. research. Research. Okay, I'm done. You, you really haven't lived until you've watched Teresa eat a soft serve cone. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would do a representation of it here, but we get oh, an explicit please. rating on YouTube. Hashtag bucket list. <laughs> it is across from Fair Villa. So. No, Fair Villa moved. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> she is. I know my neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Well, and he brought name, it up. And, and, and never mind. Okay, I can go someplace with <laughs> my neighborhood, but I ain't, I ain't touching it. Oh, 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 visual. Okay. All right, stop. Spiraling out of control. I'm the host. Pull it together. Anything else, ice cream. Anything else for housekeeping? Please, someone, anyone. Okay, Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. The Walt Disney Company takes full ownership of Disneyland Paris in buyout. Uh, based on a notice sent to shareholders of Euro Disney stock, uh, we are now safely saying that the Walt Disney Company has succeeded in their efforts to gain full control of Disneyland Paris. Uh, as reported back in February, um, the company plans to gain or the company the company had plans to gain ownership of the resort and pay off any remaining shareholders at two euros per share. It seems as though that plan is currently underway. So congratulations, Disney, for buying out. Well, I remember when we were first out, there was a 2011, um, sure. I think was the first year we had gone. We did the uh, uh, Nights and Lights ABD trip. And I remember during that trip, uh, people from Disneyland Paris saying off the record at that point that the plan was for Disney to buy out what the? Oh, my phone just went off. Teresa's drain unplugged. Um, <laughs> Twisty treats open. <laughs> she got the alert. <laughs> Back in 2011. Back in 2011. Oh no, this is gonna this is gonna go off the rails today. Um, back in 2011, they were talking about. They were saying that Disney was planning to buy it out because you know, let it, let's just face it, they've it's. It's going to do a, it's going to do a lot better under Disney's full control than it has under this partnership they created to to uh, open it. Um, I have a question, and I don't know if anybody actually does know this answer. But so with 
was this this isn't the only park that still has a partnership, right? Because Shanghai has a partnership Correct. with their government. So and Tokyo is. And, to, I think Tokyo Disneyland itself is actually owned by the Oriental Land Company completely. Okay, they just licensed Disney, but Disney Sea is a partnership. Well, do you think that it makes it more uh, difficult for like when Disney? Um, you know, I know Disneyland Paris has has had a reputation in the past for low attendance, but do you think it's when it was them with the government, it it makes it more difficult when they want to do new stuff or like expand stuff because it's not just them making a decision. If it was a partnership that was working, yeah, Disney wouldn't be doing this. Okay, yeah, um, because they're. I mean, I think they're taking on a lot more debt mm-hmm. in in doing this, which is why it's probably going for two dollars, two euros a, a share. Um, and there's a risk involved. Now they bear the full weight and responsibility of what happens with that park and that park's fortunes have kind of risen and fallen by year, by the year. Yeah. So there is some risk, but obviously I don't think they'd be doing this if they didn't have a really good idea. You know, Bob Iger has had a really good eye for what he is going to acquire and why and what he plans to do with it. So I'm imagining they're not going into this without a, a real plan. I think you can expect to see heavy investment. Now that Shanghai is open, I think you can expect to see heavy investment in Disneyland Paris, a lot of uh, development coming out of Disneyland Paris over the course of the next five years. Um, I think you can expect to see something massive happen with Hollywood Studios there because at best it's a temporary theme park. I mean, literally it was built as cheaply as possible to satisfy a contractual obligation that they had with the French government. Um, and the thing was, you know, one person was joking at, you know, when the park closes, they fold it up and put it away until the next morning because it looked like a temporary theme park. The good news is they have made improvements with the, in that park that are definitely more along the lines of a quote unquote other Disney parks. The addition of the Ratatouille ride yeah. and that land is incredible. It could fit in you, any you Disney can actually park. see the difference. Yeah, you can you walk through the park and there's all of a sudden this feels different. So I believe they're going to invest more in that. That park. Best theme park ride ever. That's I my opinion. Been on Pandora, though. Oh, I haven't been on Pandora. About Pandora. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think it's I think it's all good news for Disneyland Paris. I think nothing bad can really come from this, um, and I'm excited to see what they end up doing. Me too. All right. Um, do you want me to do the 3D story? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Disney looks to block 3D printing duplicates of their figurines. Um, we're all familiar with 3D technology now. It's kind of uh, uh, everywhere. You can actually buy a 3D printer for your home. So you scan something, it makes a file, and then you're able to reproduce it on a printer at home. Well, people are apparently using this process to create 3D printed knockoffs of Disney figurines such as Mickey Mouse, Elsa, and BB-8. Disney is looking to put a stop to this by seeking a new patent on a retro-reflective substance that would reportedly confuse digital scanners, making it nearly impossible to scan Disney trademarked figurines. Uh, And therefore, you could not print them in your home printer. Uh, Quote, it can be difficult for a company distributing collectibles and other 3D uh, objects, such as plastic figurines of movie and animated film characters, to prevent unlicensed copying. Disney file patent application says this can be an even larger problem for companies that want to protect products that are made through a 3D printing process. At this time, it's not clear if Disney wants to make the 3D scan-resistant figurines or they're just looking to protect the research they've already done. So uh, this is sort of, uh, you know, uh, a problem with technology. 
in general, right? Well, companies have to adapt. Yeah, they have to they adapt have to. based on based on new technology. Because it's a reality that now anybody can go out and buy one of these printers and make almost anything. Well, 3D printers, yeah, as the price has fallen, yeah. um, they're becoming more ubiquitous. You're seeing more people have them. And yeah, you know, uh, eBay, Etsy, all these other places are loaded with... Uh, yeah, items that stuff. are, That's where are my, uh, done on 3D uh, 3D printers. My Power Ranger helmet. It was 3D print. No, so they had gotten really? a, they had gotten a mold a, a cast from the show, and they the guy had a scanner, so they scanned it in, and that's how he was able to enlarge it for me because uh, my head is uh, three <laughs> times the size of a Japanese person's head. So it he he was able to stretch. Your it head so is he three needed. times the size of any person's head. <laughs> I, I can't believe that they're able to turn these plastic uh, reproductions out. That the, for lack of a better word, toner for the printer, the plastic stuff yeah. is expensive. So it's not like you and know that's coming this is, down and that yeah yeah, yeah it's I mean, all it's all going to be a is it all environmentally scale. friendly? All this building your own plastic stuff and mo- I mean, well, it's not any more friendly than going out and buying something Disney made that's made of plastic. I mean, no, I mean if you're in the room and I, I don't know the process. Well, you're going to find out because we're going to put a 3D printer out there and make you guys print stuff for us. Yeah, oh, <laughs> awesome. Um, we'll, we'll, you'll, be the, you'll be the canaries in the coal mine. Cool. <laughs> um, um, I don't believe it gives off any toxins. I think that's it's what an I was injection wondering. process. I don't believe it's a, It's usually also done inside a... Yeah, it's enclosed Like box. a box. Well, if you like, watched Grey's Anatomy, you would know all about 3D printers. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of, um, Groot that was in the auction... Mm-hmm was done with a 3D printer yeah. and your mother now owns great yes, right she loved that my mother <laughs> it was loved so that. cute and i never i somehow didn't picture it as tangible and yeah as that you know and now you're talking to your little helmet that you wear all the time no it, 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 yeah and i was when His i was in school we talked helmet. about huge, huge helmet i don't know how he stands upright with that head Daddy it's like that darth vader printer. thing in space ball his yeah. name is big helmet Dark helmet yeah. or big helmet yeah well the the scary thing is, is you can make a, a working gun with a 3d printer yeah and it'll shoot oh. a projectile yeah you, people have made like toothbrush it there's it's insane Toothbrushes and guns. this was three years ago too so wow. i don't know yeah, well, Corey and, Will, Corey and Will are asking for a 3D printer, so... We'll put it out. I got space. I'll make space out of <laughs> the office. We'll never get any work done. It's going to be 3D printing Twisty Tree Cones. I, uh, I, I, I do want to let everybody know that we are getting weather alerts right now. Uh, I don't know why Google Home is starting... Yeah, we're, we're off the rails today. We are getting uh, weather alerts uh, that there are thunderstorms in the area... Uh, and because this is in my home, and uh, if there are ground strikes with the kind of equipment that we have, we need to shut down right away. So if we end up uh, ending abruptly, you'll understand why. And of course, the other noise you hear, other than Google Home talking behind me, is uh, Abigail, who decided she wanted to be in here with us today. And she's tap dancing. And she is tap dancing. She's so sweet. And everybody's like, oh, put her on camera. She's 55 pounds. <laughs> I'm not lifting up. her. <laughs> okay? I'm not lifting her. Um, you need an Abby cam. Come here, Abby. Let me see if I can do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Abby cam would also pick up other things in the room <laughs> yeah, yeah. that we but do not need trying. pictures of. Aww. Abby, come here. There's, there's no come way. Come here. This is, come up here. This is terrible for anybody that's listening to this show. Come up here. Oh, my God. You know what? I think there's most no of them are tuned out already. Okay, guess so. what? Abby's decided to go dead weight. <laughs> yeah, if she she's weird about being picked up, um, 
but every so often I'm able to do it. If she if she wants me to pick her up, she knows she like sits in front of me with her back to me, and that's how oh. I know she wants me to pick her up. And then I'll lift her up and I'll put her on my lap. That must be some instinctual thing. Klaus does that. He'll like She's, back into the pickup. Well, you like, know, with your with your with your pets, you you develop a you develop a dialogue with them. Right. You, you know, they know you that you know them, and we talk all the time. So, but uh, so all right, go ahead and on to the next news story. All right, our next news story: Walt Disney World expands mobile order service. Disney's mobile order service first launched last month at the Satuli Canteen inside Animal Kingdom. And it looks like it will soon be extended to more restaurants throughout the Walt Disney World Resort. In fact, Pizza Safari has already been added. Under My Plans in your My Disney Experience app, you'll see Order Food. And when you tap there, you'll be taken to a screen. And above that will be a list of restaurants from which you can order. Um, There are filters you can use as well. Uh, Although we haven't seen anything officially announced by Disney, Orlando Parks News along with many other sites, are reporting that five Magic Kingdom quick service restaurants... It's hard to read when you do that. (laughs) Uh, Five Magic Kingdom quick service restaurants will also begin to offer mobile order this summer. The restaurants include Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, Pinocchio Village Hoos, Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant, Pecos Bill Tall Tale Inn & Cafe, and Columbia Harbor House. When you use the app to order, you can select menu items, customize your order, and prepay <laughs> for your meal by using a credit card. Uh, however, looking at the wording in the app, it seems like they may soon accept the Disney Dining Plan as well. I think that's exciting to be able to use your Disney Dining Plan to order. For what do we apps. overall? What do we think of this? What do we think of the idea? Of this whole mobile ordering thing. I think it's great. I mean, I'm on board yeah, with it. I don't want to wait around at, at a restaurant. This is where it's also every, Pizza Safari. Everything is going. You, you called it Pizza Safari. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, bless your heart. Oh. Poor thing hasn't been in the theme park in years. I'm happy I got Satouli. Right. Um, We're not sure you did. I don't know. Uh, this is where everything is going at the moment. Right? Even mm-hmm. at home, you can get food delivered oh or you can goodness. order in advance. So listen here. Starbucks Disney. mobile ordering? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Disney's taking We just walk in and pick up your coffee and they're Oh, they don't bring it like, to your house. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think it's a great idea. I haven't tried it yet. Has anybody tried it? Mm-hmm. No. I, no, the one time I went to go do it, well, I went to check and see if they had them. So they must. it still only had the Satuli canteen listed. And I was like, well, I'm not going over there. So you order and then you go in and just pick it up. Well, yeah. then, wait, there's more to the story. Oh. Once you arrive at the restaurant, you tap the I'm here button within the app to notify the dining location to prepare your food. When it's ready, you'll be signaled to pick up your meal at an assigned window. So you've already prepaid and everything. Prepaid, ordered everything, and then you say, I'm here. And, and as of right now, it does not utilize the Disney dining plan, but it looks like at some point in the near future, it will. I'm That's here. Really good. That would be huge. So you're not standing in that line. You're not pulling out your money. And the food's for, uh, hot because I'm here. That's a good thing, too, right? Yeah. I'm here. So you're not just screaming it. I'm here. You push a little button, a special button where everybody else is lined up for it. she's having an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, she's, something's up with her. And there's a special window for mobile ordering, or will you pick it up like everybody it else? It says at an assigned window, so I guess depending on the restaurant, they may put some specifically for picking up at, mobile orders. At Satuli, there's a special, like a line that's devoted to it, but that was also built after this, so I'm sure other places are going to fence off an area. But, so yeah, I would yeah, be on cool. board with this, for sure. 
Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. And I wonder how long before it expands to... Uh, so the other question now becomes, what are they going to do it so 180 days in advance, oh, good Lord. you pick out your meal and pay for it and do all that in 180 <laughs> days in advance? So well, now I might change my mind that far out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sitting here it's watching. Dark out. Okay. I'm watching the yeah, uh, watching the radar. Yeah, um, we're going to be able to go a few more minutes before we're going to have to shut down. Um, let's get head on to uh, the final news story. All right, final news story. Universal Studios Japan announces Mario Kart and breaks ground on Super Nintendo World. This past Thursday, Universal Studios Japan officially broke ground on Super Nintendo World in a ce- in a ceremony with. This is where Teresa gets even at me for the one week. Yeah. Shiguru Miyamoto. <laughs> Insert your own words there, John, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Director and creative fellow of Nintendo. Mr. The most Mar- famous video game designer in the world. This is the father of Mario. This is oh, wow. all the great yeah, Nintendo John. games. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't say it with the proper reverence. <laughs> Shiguru Miyamoto. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Lightning bolt. He's having a stroke in installments. The next lightning bolt is coming right down on you. So him and other people got together. The truly exciting news was Woodbury announced that there would be a new role, a new ride, based on Mario Kart that will be, quote, a new kind of attraction that takes theme park entertainment to an entirely new level. I like how he says Mario. Yeah, me too. I was thinking the same it's thing. It's Mario, right? Yeah, it's Mario. He's but Mario, not in upstate New York and New Jersey. Mario. It's not. Yeah. It's Mario. Mario. No, not in New York and New Jersey. It's not. What is it? Mario. What am I saying? You're saying, You're Mario. saying Mario. It's Mario. Not in New Jersey. No, it's we not. say Mario. I say Mario. But the Mario name. Cuomo. Yeah, it's amazing. It's Mario. It's Mario. Along with the groundbreaking, a new trailer was released for Super Nintendo World that showcases how truly... This is when John hates the fact that I picked the news stories. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so here's... This is okay. You're going to find out what happens now. Guests will enter the land through the classic Mario warp pipe. The land will feature the Mario Kart ride, a potential Yoshi attraction, and so much more. I know, Yoshi. I love Yoshi. Uh, You're not saying that. They have filed... They have filed, for those who have played Donkey Kong, they have filed a patent for uh, a roller coaster uh, a roller coaster car that makes it appear as though it's jumping over brakes in the tracks. Oh, my gosh. Um, so yeah. we think that's going to be an attraction. You don't up. like that? No. Okay, <laughs> Donkey Kong to me is... Little toddler Max has gone to sleep, and I sneak in his room and get his little Game Boy with no light and play all night long, trying to play Donkey Kong. <laughs> that was like the only game I ever played. Wow, that's a great story. That's sweet. Oh, stop. Uh, you should tell that at dinner parties. Yeah, I, really. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have just makes you more charming. Um, <laughs> so the other thing too is to make sure people know that uh, they're looking to open uh, Super Nintendo World in, tw- uh, in 2020 in time for the Tokyo Olympics. Mm, 2020. So. And you know, I'm I'm going to guess. 2021 2022 here in the states um but we're waiting for them to actually announce it um i think by the end of this year we'll have an official announcement from them we know it's the worst kept secret in orlando that it's coming here i don't um, think they can announce it yet because there's not a single construction worker left in orlando who doesn't already, <laughs> yeah. who isn't already involved in a job or sitting on a bucket <laughs> could be it. That could be part of it. That right. could absolutely. Everything in Orlando, it. it seems, is under construction. Especially, yeah, they're probably all working on I four. Well, it's it's ultimately it's ultimately very good for 
But is Mario Kart going to be on a track, or are you going to be able to actually drive the cart? New well, kind yeah. of attraction. I was going to say, there was a patent that came out a while back, and it appears to be a free-floating, non-track-oriented... That sounds fun. ...where the room is going to adjust as you go. Like real Mario Kart. Yeah. But probably oh. it'd be virtual. It's not going to be like actually like driving something. It was, for, well, it was for a moving cart. It was for a cart that you're in that'll actually really? go. Yeah. Yeah. And the it, what it reminded me of is the simulator from Star Trek. Where you go into that room and the, the, holodeck. the room, yeah. So it essentially, uh, that's what the idea is. I was getting is it's a modern holodeck now for us. It's like chaos. It sounds uh, like nausea. I but. think I, th- <laughs> I I I am, you know, big video game fan. So no surprise here. I'm so excited about this. Mm. I am incredibly incredibly excited about this super this whole Super Nintendo thing. I'm on record saying that I think it's going to be a third gate here, not just to land in the park, but uh, nobody else agrees with me on that. So, And I could be wrong, but I, I really think that's what they're going to do. Well, according to Universal, it'll be the fourth gate. So, Well, yeah, well, somebody had uh, – we did get an email from someone saying, oh, you know, with, with Universal having a, an ownership stake in DreamWorks – you know, wouldn't it make more sense for them to do a DreamWorks park? No, because Ooh. DreamWorks is dead, pretty much. Um, I don't think I don't think there's an you know like Shrek is just not a thing anymore. Um, that ride is probably one of the most tired attractions at Universal, and rumors. Are, correct me if I'm wrong, but rumors have been circulating that they're going to shut that down. Anyway. Well, it's shutting down in Hollywood because it's it's becoming a DreamWorks theater, and it's going to be Kung Fu Panda um, themed. Mm. So we were hoping. The same thing's going to happen here. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda is a much better movie. I love Kung movie. Fu Panda. For that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it. I love all three. Me. Have yeah. to say. Yeah. There's so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. So. All right. That'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. While we can, we will move on to Rapid Fire. And, John, we haven't heard you talk enough. Really? So. I'm going to keep mine quick. Disney Springs closes Wolfgang Puck Grand Cafe. Nobody cares. Nobody liked it. Uh, people lost their jobs, but they're going to be offered jobs in other places that they probably can't get to. What I'm worried about is where are all those black outfits going to go that they all wore? You know, the black shirt, the black pants, black socks, black shoes. The Robert Palmer girls. The Robert Palmer girls, yeah. So, yeah, so if you're uh, missing that, you're weird. Yeah, they're, they're closing that down, uh, presumably because they're opening up uh, another Wolfgang Puck bar and grill type. Really? Uh, establishment at Disney Springs. So, and okay, folks, we're gonna have to call it a day. That was too close. Uh, Welcome got, to the John Magi Talk Show. Yeah, thank you for paying attention. All right, folks, I apologize that we have to we have to cut it early. I promise to make it up to you next week. That is going to do it for this edition of the Diz Unplugged. We'll be back with you next time. Thanks for being with us, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Bye.